0: Jeremy Greer,
1: and I'm Gary Butterfield,
0: and this is Days of Future Cast, the podcast that asks the question, "What if podcast about Marvel were good?" We're the only good Marvel podcast out there, Gary. Do you know that?
1: I think that's probably true. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's probably a lot of low cards in that deck, though. To be fair, <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> so, like I'm just I'm it's just not, immediately not that impressive. I'm just immediately thinking of like four X-Men slash Marvel co- co- podcasts that I know that are absolutely better than us. <laughs> <laughs> Can't even really make that claim right. with a straight face. But what if, Gary, what if we were the best? What if? Yeah. yeah. What if what uh, if Days of Future Cast was the podcast that popped off and like brought the Duck Feed Network with it? <laughs>
1: <it'd be> incredible. <laughs> like we were in the God, two million, really you know, 3 million listenership
0: area and Cole is like, What in the fuck? <laughs>
1: Yeah. <laughs> the uh oh uh Cole I'm a little busy today recording a little show you may have heard of it called Days of Futurecast.
0: Sorry I I'll can't, be there I can't for your walk little today. I got, I got to I got to shake my money maker yeah. Jeremy Greer over on the Marvel cast.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Elden Ring uh pardon me Shang Chi master kung fu instead. Mm. Um yeah. Uh yeah, this is the uh the the fourth we we talked about all the the Disney Disney Plus shows I think. Yes. At least mm-hmm. a little bit. Uh this is the fourth one. Uh here the what if series this one in many ways was uh other than wandavision was the one i was most excited about like not knowing anything okay because it was based on a comic i really loved
0: yeah and um the what idea, if comics are really fun yeah the just the, the basic idea really allows for a lot of creativity and flexibility and detaching it from you know all forms of canon and and, and whatever is just super it's always super interesting um even if it's bad mm-hmm. which you know if you, there, there are very classic like what-if covers that will make you just cackle with laughter, <laughs> so yeah, um, but like, I think the show overall was successful, uh, and I'm kind of hoping that like it, this is the kicking off point for when it gets really, really good, because season one was good, but I think they could if they lean into the stuff that made it good, they could, they could do a much, much better job in season two.
1: Yeah, this out of all the things, uh, all the Marvel or Disney Plus shows, I think this one's like the shakiest.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: you know like i still like it on 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 balance like i think this is worth it um the lows are lower than than anything else we've had like the the worst or dumbest parts of falcon and winter soldier are not as bad as the dumb and worst parts of this yeah
0: absolutely um and it's
1: not it's not a case the higher the highs being higher either the highs are all just like pretty good
0: yeah there's some you know it's a solid it's a b that are that are fun um I I I think we we got to start off talking about the the animation style. I uh, yes, a lot of people were were put off by it. Uh, I think you meant, you were the one the first person I saw that mentioned that, like it looked like looks like a Telltale game, and yeah, I, and it, I don't think it ever really shook that vibe. Like it it, it kind of always stuck with that throughout the whole nine episodes or whatever. And uh, sometimes it, I thought it looked really really good, specifically in like action scenes. Uh, the way that mm-hmm. the characters moved around, like they, they leaned to the cartoony stuff. So like lots of like flying punches and like zooming around at high speeds that you can't really like fully accomplish in live action MCU stuff. Uh, but boy, when they're either walking or talking, it looks fucking awful. <laughs> it just does, it, not, it looks, a, does look great.
1: Yeah, it almost looks like um, rotoscoping. Like the actors look like the actors, despite having really simple, like there barely being any lines to the art. Mm hmm. You know, but, like, if you look at Black Widow, like, it's recognizably Scarlett Johansson, even though it's not voiced by her. You know, it it looks just like her. Um, It's weird. It ends up being, like, a pretty uncanny effect. Yeah. uh, To me. And I never preferred it, you know, by the end. Like, I was never, like, I wanted this over traditional 2D animation um, ever. Uh, during the whole thing there are parts where it does work like specifically like as you mentioned during action and during big set piece scale things yes uh it actually looks really good like in kind of medium and long shots uh but yeah it's it takes a long time to get used to uh and a lot of people were dunking on this uh because you know it's not a great look yeah um it you it's like part of the price of admission like i you have to get over it Mm mm-hmm if you're going to like this and i was able to but it wasn't non non non-work it wasn't not work
0: it was every episode there was a moment where i was like "Eh, eh, that Uh, that didn't look good and i think that's you know it detracts from the overall idea i saw that one of the uh producers or one of the writers of the show say that they specifically wanted to go for this 3d look like they did not want it to be 2d uh and and that's fine like there's there's been lots of 3d stuff but like I I can't help but compare this to, and you're, I'm sorry, Gary, but you're, 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 you're to mm-hmm. compare this to late like uh, modern Star Wars cartoons, and like sure. if you look at the last season of Clone Wars and the work that they're doing there, it it's gorgeous. It is absolutely amazing. Um, and, and even and compared to this, like it's just it's a non-starter. And then. Uh, Disney went out and found a bunch of like anime studios to make like one-off episodes of Star Wars things that aren't really like related. Mm -hmm. And I watched some of those, and as you might imagine, like they all have their particular like house style, but they all look incredible and like interesting at the very least. And it just made me go like, "Damn, we got fucking tailtail shafted a little bit." Yeah, 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 yeah. I love the Marvel's always getting shafted, (laughs) but
1: yes, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. Marvel is constantly getting shafted in animation or shafting themselves Mm -hmm. rather. Like this is me going back to like arguing uh the X-Men animated series versus the Batman animated series. Oh god, yeah, absolutely. You know, as a kid. Like one of them is unquestionably better. It's just not the one I watched the most as a kid. Yeah, it's not the one that I you like. Know?
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: I, I love Batman Animated Series, but it's it's yeah, yeah, I, yeah. it's too serious. Like I you know, it, it is it's too artful. It's too slow. It's it's like it's not the kind of dumb sugar rush that I'm looking for from a cartoon.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know? Whereas this, like this, isn't trying to go for that sugar rush. Like this is slow and ponderous, at points and everything as well. So it doesn't even have really have that excuse. Like it, it's not a good look. It's one thousand percent. I do not prefer it.
0: And then, like you mentioned, the voice actor—how like Black Widow was not voiced by Scarlett Johansson. It just looks like her. Uh, it's a real mixed bag <laughs> of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there was some controversy surrounded it too, because, uh, I can't remember the wrestler dude who plays Drax. Um, Oh, uh, that guy. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Why is, why is that? Excuse me. Yeah. That dude, uh Batista. B- Dave, Dave Batista. Batista. Um, yeah. Like there was a little controversy because someone was like, Hey, why aren't you voicing Drax? And he's like, I was never asked. Um, and like they had to get out in front of it, and be like, "Hey, we we try to get you know maybe his agent didn't tell him." It's like, really, his agent didn't tell him about an MCU project? That seems weird. Uh, I but-
1: you know I don't know though about that man because it, it's like it. Why would they not try to get him? Yeah,
2: when that's they what I'm when they <laughs> when
1: they tried to get everybody, like I feel like I don't know who that was. I can see because that kind of stuff does happen with agents. Mm-hmm. Um, that was the thing with uh, Venture Brothers with the the famous story of uh, Stephen Colbert. Uh, refusing to come back as professor impossible where the agent told him, uh, told Jackson public and doc hammer, like Mr. Colbert has neither the time nor interest to participate in your project. And then like, they're like, Oh shit. And then it turned out to mostly be a, a misunderstanding. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. uh, his agent, the agent kind of rejected it for him.
0: Gotcha. Um- yeah. It, it, but it results in a weird mixed bag of um sorry i think autumn just got home she's been out of town all yeah. week and my dog can hear her <laughs> so rosie's <laughs> losing her mind so if, you know, if that's coming through on the mic apologies um no worries but yeah it, it's just it's just real weird because you have uh you know in our first episode you have peggy carter who is peggy carter but then you have mm-hmm. steve rogers who was you know not steve rogers and it sounds different yeah and it looks the same um and then it, it leads to moments where, where like all of the episodes that feature Black Panther like hit real close to heart because that was some of the last work that Chadwick Boseman ever did. And mm-hmm. and, and thank God it's good. <laughs> right? Like oh, yeah. I, I'm glad he went like his stuff in here is some of the best stuff out of everything. Um and I I don't know, man. Like I I just some of the voice acting, like even they like they got uh um Bucky And that dude, like it really shows you the difference between acting and voice acting, because I feel like that dude is just reading shit on a piece of paper and it's barely like putting any emotion in in the actual voice acting part. Yeah,
1: there's some real flat performances even when they are done by the voice. Mm. Uh, There's also uh, one, there are better impersonations uh, and worse ones, you know, that you end up with. So like the person who does Iron Man uh, for this, I think actually does a pretty good job. Yes. Uh, There's like a competent Iron Man impersonation. Uh, they didn't even try with the person who does Ultron. no in this. Uh, and that's a bummer because the, that voice performance is one of the things I like about Ultron. I think it's like weird, uncanny and unpredictable. Um, I like David Spader in that role. Uh, they don't even try. He's just a guy.
0: That's not David Spader uh, in that role. Huh?
1: David, uh, not David Spader. James James Spader. Spader. I said, okay. Jamin, I said, I said, David Spader, which is the, the teleporter accident. <laughs> what uh, if there was a yeah. actor named David Spader? If? Uh, yeah. Yeah. James Spader. Um, and then you end up with things like this is Natalie Portman as Jane Foster. Fuck if I knew it. Like I was like, I, I text you. I'm like, Oh, they couldn't get Natalie Portman. Huh? Because it doesn't sound anything like her, but it is. I it's to, fucking her.
0: I, I wanted to mention that on this podcast. Like, I didn't respond to that because I was like, I'm about to blow this motherfucker's mind on this podcast, and when he finds out about it. But apparently, you did a modicum of research, so you found out yeah, that, that was actually I'd... Natalie Portman. Yeah, dude. Some of the, you know, some of the, and some of them really work for me. Like the the kid who plays Spider Man in this, I thought did a really really great job. And I'm almost kind of sad that we're probably not going to get unless he like shows up in more yeah. of this. Like, I, he's just going to go away. Like, that's kind of sucks. You know,
1: it's in it. But, and then there are people who, you know, the reason why I, I was like fairly certain they would have asked Drax uh, is just because they got big names for really small parts of this. Like yeah. Benedict Cumberbatch is all over this. Um, you know, Tom Hiddleston ends up doing it. Uh, all the people, uh, was it, like Angela Bassett, Andy Serkis, Don Cheadle does like one line. Mm-hmm. You know, people would come in and do one line for this thing.
0: They got Kenny. Kenny no uh, problem. Kenny Loggins? No. Kenny Rogers? No. Nope. Who nope. was the. Was, uh, Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell. <laughs> I would yeah,
1: I know exactly who you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> what <laughs> so, if Gary and Jeremy could remember what any actor's if, name that has ever been? <laughs> what, if, what if Kenny Loggins was Ego The Living Planet?
0: Uh, take me um, there immediately. I want to go to that. Yeah, there. man. <clears throat>
1: uh, just, just really, you know, they got a lot of people back, but it, it's not an unqualified win because some of them really, really phoned it in. Uh, and that is a, a bummer. Yeah. Um, where they, I think they didn't phone it in. Um, the uh, getting, uh, what's his head? The, uh, for for the watcher. <laughs> really?
0: <laughs> um, Jeffrey Wright. Jeffrey Wright, yeah. Uh,
1: who's incredible Absolutely. in this. Like, it's a really good voice performance. I love him. I loved him from from Westworld. That's mm-hmm. the main thing I've seen him in. Uh, but he's a huge scene stealer in, uh, in Westworld. And, um, uh, you know, I-, I only watched the first two seasons of that, but he's incredible in it.
0: And they confirmed at some point that he's going to be the watcher in like the main MCU stuff. Um, I wouldn't be surprised mm-hmm. to see him in like some of the multiverse shit that we're about to see with Spider-Man and, and Doctor Strange. Uh, and yeah. boy, just can't wait. Like, I think he's just going to fucking inhabit that role in a way that's going to be really, really cool and good.
1: Yeah, it's, it's really good casting. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he's able to add a lot of gravitas to real simple statements like, you know, like time, you know, time is a door. And it makes it sound cool instead of stupid. Like when I say it. Uh, the weirdest thing I, I saw in looking at the casting <laughs> is Daryl Hammond plays a character called Nazi General. Uh Daryl Hammond from 90s Saturday Night Live.
0: Perfect. Okay.
1: You know? <laughs> uh, real weird choice. Yeah. So
0: very, very strange. Uh, the the Black Widow replacement is Lake Bell. Um and if you've watched any yeah. any children's hospital, like you instantly know who that is. And she's awesome. Like she's great. And yeah. I think she's she, she does a really, good, really job. good job in this. So Yeah.
1: Uh you know, but they got every most most of about like two thirds of the people back,
0: mm-hmm. you know
1: um and yeah, uh they they uh in a general sense, um this received a lot of criticism because uh it became fairly obvious early on that there was going to be uh a gap like these storylines were going to cross over
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh with each other. Uh, I cannot express how little that bothers me I, like, that they crossed over
0: f- from the moment that they said the premise of the show. I was like, well, yeah, that's got to be what they're going for. Like the moment, like I, I wanted yeah. the little one-off stories, but like, it, what made what has always made the MCU really, really good, are number one, like they build characters first, they build people, yep. and then they cross over. So by the time you actually get to see Iron Man meet Captain America. It's either an extraordinary event or it's like when Captain America meets Black Widow and the Hulk when they all shake hands and like, oh, hey, what's up? And it feels yeah. momentous because of all of the history that you've seen those characters go through. So like from the moment they said, like, you know, we're going to have a watcher. I was like, well, fuck, he's going to go off. because tr- He's going to do some crazy shit. <laughs> like that's going to happen. Yeah. I can't wait. Like I want to see all of this. And like by the time we were getting to the last couple of episodes, I'm like, we're about to have an Avengers Assemble moment. Like this is going to be fucking great. Yeah. Like this is this is super cool.
1: And and that's, and that's what, that's exactly what they do, you know, and, and it as a point of criticism for the show really was surprising to me. Like one, because there isn't an Avengers really, you know, in, in the MCU right now. Right. Like, uh, there's, there's some leftovers from after Endgame, but it's in, in pieces. We don't really have a team. We haven't done this in a really long time. And I don't think this would be a better story if it were just a straight up pure anthology. No, not at all. You know, I don't. I don't understand to what to what end that would be. It's not a perfect story on its own, but not because it comes together. Yeah, you know, it, it's it's because of individual like some flat writing. You know, some parts, some premises that are not fully explored,
0: and um, the progression you know. of the Watcher's involvement. Um, you can it's, it's one of the things I like most about the series as, as a, as a whole is that as it goes on, he gets like closer and closer to the characters that he's watching. Uh, but, it, but like literally, literally and figuratively, like the first episode, he's very, very detached from everything that's happening, kind of looking at it from far away. And by the time you get to some of the middle episodes, it, like he, he's like directly on top of the earth in the sky, looking down, right? Like, he yeah. can, and it's, it's just really, really neat. and, I don't know, man. That, that that stuff is cool. It's all comic. It's comic books, dog. Well, <laughs> it's funny well, comics. And, and,
1: I, and not, not to sound, uh, you know, like I am marvel explaining things to like crit, a critic or something, but to, to other critics. But like, what? That's one of that's the, the one of like two stories you can do with the Watcher.
2: <laughs> yeah. Like
1: the, the whole idea with the Watcher is he doesn't interfere. But if he does that, there's no story. Yeah. You know, so like, there's two stories. With the Watcher. He either interferes. You know, he tells uh, Reed Richards. Galactus is showing up. Mm-hmm you know, to save humanity or he dies. Yeah. And who that- killed the watcher was a, was a, was a storyline. That's it. Otherwise he's just hanging out. Yeah.
0: You know, or, or, or surprise there's a whole group of these dudes all watching different shit, right? Like that's, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, a cool job without, if, you know, if you just, if the watcher didn't do anything, it would he would literally just be explaining what's happening in the panel to you. He would just be a reader. Yeah, <laughs> you know he'd be the saying? narrator. You'd be, it'd be the audio book yeah, version. D- he would just be explaining yeah. to you what Richard <laughs> is doing in the comic book.
1: It's like uh, old uh, old newspaper comics. Like I love uh, Winsor McKay's Little Nemo comics um, to look at, but to read them, they're intolerable because it'll show dialogue. It'll be like Little Nemo will be like, "What is this strange place?" And then the grump flumpkin or whatever will be like, it's the world of dreams. And then there's literally a narration panel at the bottom where it's like little Nemo asks the grump flumpkin what this place is. And he answers, <laughs> it's the world of dreams. And it, it makes it impossible to read. Like it kills the pace
2: mm-hmm. of it.
1: That's what the watcher would do. Yeah. Like the, the third thing the watcher does is tell you this is a big, important Marvel thing. Like he shows up and people are like, oh shit. Yeah. You know, something's going to happen.
0: It's about to go down.
1: Um yeah, that's that's literally all he does. So if he doesn't do one of those three things, there's no point in having him there. Uh, you know, and, and yes, you could say, oh, he's supposed to be like Rod Sterling in the Twilight Zone. He's just going to explain that things are happening. But I don't want to waste Jeffrey Wright on that. No, you know, I want him to have emotions and change and do stuff because he's it's a great performance. And like when he actually does stuff, it's cool. And thus. Um, he looks so silly when he gets in his combat outfit he's got that gigantic head.
0: It's, <laughs> it's like, Oh yeah. Funny. It's very funny. <laughs> it's very funny. Uh,
1: yeah. Uh, we mentioned this earlier as well. It's worth noting. Uh, this is the last, uh, little bit of, uh, Black Panther. Yeah. You know, stuff with Chadwick Boseman, uh, who does a great job in this and they bring a lot of pathos out of that, uh, entirely an accident. People were asking whether they knew this was going to be his, his last role, you know, and they did not because they were planning on doing a spinoff. Mm-hmm. with his character from this. So they just ended up making this very uh, poignant on kind of on accident. Yeah.
0: I um I saw a video of Chadwick accepting a uh, award uh, from somewhere. And he was talking about like, um, I think he was talking about Denzel Washington and how, like if there was no Denzel Washington, there would be no Black Panther, just of like, you know, black men, black actors leading the path. And uh, it was astonishing to watch in the video because it was, I guess, one of the last things that he did. And I, my, my, almost the entirety of my Chadwick Boseman knowledge is like Black Panther, right? Like I don't, I didn't, yeah. I, don't, I haven't seen, I haven't seen the cinematography or anything. Um, so just to to go from like looking fucking ripped up Black Panther style to what is very obvious, like now looking back, late stage cancer things was just absolutely heartbreaking. Like he just looked, yeah. he, he looked like that, looked like people do when they are you know battling cancer Dying. and it was fucking i mean it was heartbreaking so
1: yeah yeah real rough stuff yeah it's sad yeah uh should we talk about these
0: episodes let's do it so we're gonna go yeah, let's get into one it. by one on these uh as we mentioned before this is a longer episode so normally we would do like two episodes of comics a week we're just gonna do one big fat episode on what if uh and the first one is what if captain carter were the first avenger uh they 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 showed this in a preview and I think like I don't know, I, I'm a huge Peggy Carter fan to begin with, uh, and revisiting some of the stuff I thought was really, really fun. And Peggy Carter is a delight. And they got the, yeah. the the voice actress, so I was super happy about that. They got Haley Atwell, I think is her name. And um, yeah, I I just this one I think was an unqualified like, like unquestioned success to me.
1: In in retrospect, I think this is a good one. Mm-hmm. Uh this is the way the art Took, you know, this was me first getting exposed to the art, so I was super bummed out. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like I had no idea what it would look like. I didn't follow trailers really mm-hmm. for What If, so I spent most of the my viewing of this being like, "God, are you really going to look like this, huh?" You know. Uh, but in in it is a really fun little action story, and even on top of that, art. I think the action in this episode is real fun.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely.
1: You know, um, and they they there's kind of a secret little What If within it as well, because there's uh, you know. We get we got our uh, Peggy Carter, and she uh, she's our Captain America, and she's great. And then uh, Rogers, since he didn't get the super serum, uh, super soldier serum, he's still a little skinny little guy, but he gets to pilot a like proto uh, Iron Man suit mm-hmm. that Tony Stark's dad makes. Um, and it's their like burgeoning romance, you know, that they're they're talking about here. Like they're kind of like hitting on each other and everything. It's real cute. Um, you know, she she likes uh uh, him even when he's a little scrawny baby yeah and this probably provides all kinds of masturbation fuel for people who are scrawny little babies and want like a big strong super soldier woman to to sit on their face
0: my uh mm-hmm. my wife autumn uh is i i could i could make her cry like at the drop of the hat just by talking about skinny little guy that steve rogers is like i mean it just, yeah. it's just it's like a it's, it's just a it's a trigger like it just I, you know yeah. hey think about you know when he jumped on that great grenade and she's just gonna be like and then it, when you add the hayley atwell when you add peggy carter into it it's just it's all fucking over with like she yeah. was from, from the moment those two were on the screen together during this episode i, I looked over at autumn was like you could tell she was <laughs> just, just waiting to cry he's
1: just a little guy he's just a little guy <laughs> like. It's very funny. He's very cute. Uh, almost nothing. the The plot here isn't that different. You know, if Peggy Carter was uh, Captain America, they would fight the Nazis. Mm-hmm. Uh, which that's what happens here. You know, uh, including fighting a big Cthulhu. the The Tesseract opens up a big uh, you know, what's his name from Marvel vs. Capcom two? Yes, um, mm-hmm. that guy, That yeah, that little demon, and
0: kind of um. Like, just remarkably, too. Like, when they, we talk about, like, you know, almost it's, it's kind of the thing that this episode did was revisit that first movie. And so it, like, we went almost beat by beat through it pretty quickly. And when they got, Fucking Bradley Whitford shows up and is mean to her about being a woman yeah. and stuff. Like it's 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 kind of wild how the actual like studio talent that they I did I didn't realize that Stanley Tucci came back. Tucci came back for this dude. what yeah. the fuck, it's crazy. They're
1: reaching into pretty deep Marvel continuity as well. Like I don't I know that um, you know on revisit you really enjoyed the first Avenger. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that that movie in terms of Marvel movies uh, doesn't have like yeah, I don't think many people would consider it in, like the top you know five or six mm-hmm. of them. Like think it's it's fairly middling. Um, I'm not saying that to like battle our Pokemon or whatever. I just don't hear people talk about that one very much. So them going back to the very specific blocking and scenes from that movie uh is kind of cool.
0: Yeah. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. Uh episode two, we got what if uh T'Challa became Star Lord? Uh it just says a Star Lord, which is a weird phrasing. <laughs> There's many Star Lords.
0: Yeah. I guess what is what is a group of Star Lords called? Christians yeah, I, 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 I,
2: Oh, there we go. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um and it's really just uh you know ego sends them there to get his son and the the fuck up yeah and grab t'challa on accident because all earthlings look the same uh you
0: know? which is hilarious and great um and, and man i it really just shows you what a shitbag peter quill is that this exact same thing happens to him and he's given the same opportunity and just doesn't do anything with it because T'Challa just becomes like the best guy ever. <laughs>
1: like he, it hilarious. is a commercial for T'Challa for, for Chadwick Boseman a little bit. <laughs> it's uh, so hilarious. Dude. Yeah. Cause he, he becomes like a Robin Hood. He becomes like a good ravager. Yeah. You know, as opposed to Peter Quill who starts out as a shit heel and has to kind of become a good guy. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the concept one of this is a little weird to me. Like a lot of things change. I don't understand how T'Challa, being the Star-Lord, made it so uh, Thanos... Like, he got to Thanos before he tortured his daughters and just convinced him to be a good guy.
0: I, I, you know? I don't. That's I, a lot. It's a lot, and I don't care. <laughs> because it is hilarious. Yeah. It is absolutely fucking hilarious. Like, when um, Korath, I think, is the dude who is the guy that Peter Quill fights in that like opening classic opening season, Guardians, um, who instead of fighting uh t'challa ends up joining t'challa yeah and he's like well what about thanos and all this other stuff and thanos just pops up and is like and then the running gag from that point on is like how thanos still thinks he's right about killing half the universe
1: (laughs) yeah i I like that joke a lot he's like listen if you hear me out
0: (laughs) and like everybody's tired of listening to it like it's just we know we know we know genocide that's very funny really fucking hilarious Yeah. yeah um,
1: the the idea, it's basically like, what if Star-Lord were charismatic?
0: Yeah,
2: exactly.
1: Because <laughs> everybody yeah. joins T'Challa because it's like, God, he's got that voice. And nobody wants to hang out with the worst Chris, you know? That, uh, uh, yeah. yeah. The ending of this is great to me. Because um, we get like a cool fight that we did not get uh, when in Guardians 1, which is uh, the Collector uh, using all of his like magic artifacts and shit and to fight. I think that's Benicio, real cool.
0: Dude. Like. Yeah, who, who called up Benicio was like, yo, I need you to record some stuff in your studio at the house. Yeah. He's like, all right, cool. I'll do whatever you need me to. Hey, I'm- remember the
1: collector? No. <laughs> you know, but
0: like,
1: <laughs> I, I, get, I get a $750 check once a week, you know, yeah. for my collector residuals.
0: I've got a poster um, in my fucking shed somewhere that has me on it. I, I yeah. guess. I don't know. Yeah, I'll do whatever figure. you need me to. Uh,
1: I just, I love that. Like the idea of somebody who is like, you know, kind of strong, kind of fast and everything, but just has this arsenal. Mm-hmm. You know, when they show it, he's got like a Captain America shield you know, and, uh, uh Loki daggers and stuff like that. Super cool. Like, I think that that's real fun and the fight is real fun.
0: They also do some, uh, so. rehab on Nebula, uh, in this. And, yeah. uh, I just want to say Nebula with the long hair is a, is a fucking look. And I hope they eventually adopt that in the movies because, uh, I think that just looks cool. And Karen Gillian yeah. can definitely pull that off. Uh, but, like, just her being, you know, like, you kind of don't trust her a little bit, but then, you, then she is actually on our side. And then she's maybe not on our side. Like, it's, it goes back and forth really well. Yeah. Just fun, fun
1: little like heist it. story. Yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah. We'll and 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 we'll I'm always down, down for a heist. So, uh,
1: this episode I liked, you know, when I first saw it. Uh, the next episode is my favorite, uh, or the first one I really, really liked. Okay. It's not my favorite, but it's the first one I really, really liked, which is uh, episode three What If Earth Lost Its uh, Mightiest Heroes? Um, and this is uh, like a weird mystery story of uh, somebody or some force like picking off the Avengers uh, before uh, Nick Fury can kind of fully gather them.
0: Yes, um, um, here. This is really really good, and like the idea of a serial killer killing of the Avengers is very funny to me, um, and it made it like it it pretty dark too. <laughs>
1: Like, it's real dark uh,
0: I think this is the first episode where Iron Man dies but that's going to become a he's going to become the Kenny <laughs> of the series and yeah. um it, it apparently people were pretty angry about that so they were like we had to go out like no we're not going to do it in season two like it just happened that way like we we didn't mean to do it in every single episode but uh yeah they, they, they straight up murder uh Iron Man and man they make the Hulk explode in a way that I was like yeah wow okay they're they're kind of they're not pulling any punches here
1: we, uh, when you said, you know, with the people were mad about Iron Man dying and they were like, oh, we didn't really plan it that way. We should mention that this was really heavily impacted by COVID. Yes. Um, a lot of these episodes got cut down and there's an entire episode that is referenced, but was never. we never get to see it. Yeah. So, originally there are going to be uh, 28 episodes in season one. It was just going to be one season, just not multiple. And then it was two 10-episode seasons and now it's two 9-episode seasons yeah. uh, due to COVID shit. Um, this, I, you know, I love the, this episode and I love, uh, what it turns out to be, uh, the mystery, you know, or, you know, who the, the solving the mystery ends up being, uh, Hank Pym, you know, uh, in the full on yellow jacket, like the evil Hank Pym mm-hmm. outfit, uh, who is upset at fury for putting together a new team of the Avengers, uh, after, you know, they use that technology to kill you know, his, uh, his daughter died. Yes. Um, in this, uh, she was a shield agent. So, uh, this is really cool, and the way they solve it at the end is cool. I love uh, Fury or Loki uh, disguising himself as Fury. All that dialogue is really funny once you realize what's happening mm-hmm. uh, there, and just like you're beating the crap out of Hank Pym.
0: Well, the you know? and like not just beating the crap, but like like slapping Hank Pym as an ant to the yeah. ground. Like it's just it's a really like it's a comedic kind of way to slap somebody, and then yeah, realizing that it's actually Loki and not uh, Nick Fury is very hilarious. This is also I think our first episode with Loki. And um, you could tell, like, Tom Hiddleston has not come down off the high of the Loki series because he is just having a blast being Loki throughout all of these episodes that he shows up in.
1: He's not phoning it in. No, no, no. He's having
0: a great time with this.
1: Yeah. Uh, This one, you know, uh, and at the end of this, you know, Loki stays on Earth and he's going to take it over. So Fury has to come up with a, like, find a rebellion. Mm -hmm. So he summons uh, Captain Marvel and finds Steve Rogers frozen in ice. Yeah. Um, that's real cool. The idea of the underground Avengers having to fight against President Loki, basically, yeah, is a cool idea as well. And um, I l- really like this issue and, this and episode.
0: And, and they didn't like tell us anything about it, right? Like they just hint at it, which yeah. is what the, what what if it was so fucking good at was just really making your imagination run wild of like. Oh, they, that's not like we don't have ten episodes of them doing that so that we could rag on. Instead, I have this idea in my head of a perfect thing that is great that I it yes. doesn't have to exist. But they made me happy. Just make me think about it. So, yeah, just a good premise. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: I think I think you and I are split on episode four. I think I like this one more than you, if I recall. I, uh, else, uh, I, I, I think in? this is.
0: I think this is the, the the episode that has like some really really high highs and some really really low lows. I had just watched the Doctor Strange movie right before this. Um, and just kind of a weird coincidence. Okay. Uh, and like,
1: this is a, what if Dr. Strange lost his heart instead of his hands? Yeah. For clarity.
0: Um, and I didn't, I, when I first saw Dr. Strange, I didn't really buy into the relationship between strange and person whose name I don't even know. <laughs> so, <I> mean, good <laughs> the, job. The lady. Um, yeah. And when I watched this, like to have, to watch him, his breakdown, which I think was, uh, presented very well but for it to always link back to his love for this woman um christine I, I just never kind of bought the love story like i didn't care otherwise like everything around that i'm really very much into the idea of dr strange just going fucking crazy trying to fix a problem in his life is really really interesting
1: yeah i don't i, th- I think that you just kind of have to take the love interest as as red yeah in this um i other people have said that they don't develop it in the movie very much. Like they don't really buy that strange was ever motivated by love, you know? Uh, but this, this, the series ask, what if he was, you know, that's the, what if it's not, if, what if he did this, it's what if he was in love enough to do this yeah. is kind of how I think about it. Um, you know, this idea of a doctor strange, who's going to go do, go all the dark magic. Yeah. Shit. Um, we're introduced a lot of weird rules by the ancient one. They actually got Tilda Swindon, you know, to come back, uh, saying that there are, f- uh, fixed points in reality that have to happen including this woman dying, uh, which makes the beginning of this fucking hilarious. Yes. Like it, it's like the, the, the episode hates her. We just <laughs> keep going back in time and just like a series of quinsets going back, uh, to take this lady out. Uh, really, really funny, uh, here. And eventually though, you know, it's, it, so it's, it's unintentionally funny, but then when uh, doctor strange is like, no, I'm going to split into different versions to do this. Uh, and the negative version of me is going to be fucking horrible like is going to start absorbing, like starting at the bottom of dark evil and just working my way up. Um, And I love uh, evil Dr. Strange because he's not evil. He's just like 100%, you know, ends justify the means Dr. Strange.
0: Yeah. And also like full of this like horrible energy that he's barely controlling. Right. Like that's because yeah. it, it keeps sneaking out of him at worst times. Um, And I, 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 I do like, like the beginning is hilarious. Like just a, like a time loop kind of thing of, somebody living their worst day over and over again. Like it just becomes comedy after, after a little while and seeing this poor woman die over and over again in dramatically different ways uh, was kind of funny. And I think that maybe like they showed me that so much (laughs) that it just made me laugh. Mm -hmm. And so by the time I was supposed to like really care about the man's emotional feelings about it, like I just, I just didn't. And then when you get into him, like absorbing all of the cosmic Marvel beings, all that shit was great. Like him summoning like a fucking weird fire thing. And I'm sure it's all like, for Marvel cosmic lore stuff like I'm sure that all these people have names I didn't look them up or anything but um, the, all that was really really great and for to take back something I said earlier about the animation like this is when the animation really shines when this when they start doing these crazy colors and these crazy things and this w- weird stuff on screen at the time the same thing with the first episode when Captain Carter fights the, the squid monster or, <clears throat> or the tentacle monster from space it's exactly the same thing like it just looks really really cool and it's fun
1: Yeah. Yeah. I really like it. Um, you know, this, the idea of, and in the, the two halves of him fighting himself is a little on the nose, Yeah, you know, but it's a cool idea. Um, I love, you know, the bad guy wins, uh, and brings her back and she's like brought back wrong. Mm -hmm. Like she's like falling apart. Uh, that's a a trope that always going to work, you know, for me. And I love uh, him, you know, Benedict you know, people complain about Benedict Cumberbatch all the time. Uh, I like his performance of realizing like that he's really fucked up. And when he's like begging the watcher, like, Oh my God, you know, I fucked up. Yeah. You know, please help me undo this. And he's like, I can't do it. Um, You know, the universe collapses. Uh, she dissolves and it's just him alone mm-hmm. in like a, a zone yeah. for eternity trapped because all of this uh, stuff really, like
0: split up his, yeah. it basically destroyed the entire universe so like he's using the, yeah. the last of his capabilities to hold this like thing in place um, uh, I, I remember jail. why I was so negative on it when we knew I talked about it when it aired and it was it was actually because I just watched Doctor Strange the movie and I think as much as I like the animation in this like I this all the special effects in Doctor Strange were fucking great like they're really really mind bending yeah. and fun and it just doing that direct comparison i was like actually i kind of like this other stuff that they got going over here in the live action stuff so that's probably yeah. why i was a little bit more it, negative about it than originally
1: it it's the the main selling point of the dr strange movie yeah mm-hmm. like uh to me like i don't remember liking that movie that much other than the cool buildings fo- like folding it on themselves Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. you
1: know and and that his plot is deborah mammu to death yes like I, I can literally do this all day yeah. <laughs> You know, uh and Dorme was like fine, yeah. stop. would be uh, like,
0: the first time that Dorobama goes, What? Yeah. <laughs> like if you it's, can it's real cool. if you can make a monster like a, a cosmic entity that like supervillain or whatever, go like, wait, what? <laughs> it's that's yeah. it's, it's a pretty fun ending.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh episode five is uh the first comedy episode
0: mm-hmm.
1: we've had. There's a couple comedy episodes this is like horror comedy, but it's it's silly. Uh, is the uh the what if zombies yeah Uh, episode here
0: i uh yeah this was teased uh pretty early on so i I had been looking Mm -hmm. forward to what their take on this was going to be i found it absolutely fucking hilarious the talking head of paul rudd uh as scott lang Mm -hmm. for some reason looked really off to me but just the the absolute joke and like of course it's paul rudd so it's super funny like just i mean throughout fucking killed it like all of this stuff was great
1: yeah it's it's very fun to me Mm -hmm. Uh, super fun action stuff. I love the Avengers arriving to fight all the zombies and little Hank Pym as a zombie bullet getting shot into Captain America's neck. And that being the end of the Avengers, Yep. you know, uh, that's real funny. Um, the, uh, and just, a uh, lot of, a lot of weird, uh, you know, people die really left and right in this and the characters don't act. They, you know, they do one liners. Mm-hmm. They don't act hurt by it, which is kind of a bummer, but very similar to the last episode, which takes the turn. This one does as well. Like when they get to the, the sanctum where vision's at. Um, and this is a real cool, like this is a super trope in zombie media, you know? Um, but it, it's, you know, it's flipped on its head with superheroes, which is the whole point of the Marvel zombie shit is like, you know, you got uh vision. He's keeping somebody alive by feeding them somebody like human larder. That's always real scary, mm-hmm. but the person he's keeping alive is the Scarlet witch. So if you stop doing it, she fucking loses her mind and is, you know, this cosmic level threat. Yeah. Um, I think that's real cool.
0: Um, this is also uh, the first time that Spider-Man shows up. And um yeah. I I don't know why. I'm usually not normally like affected by this, but I just thought he did a super great job. Uh this is not um Kenny Rogers <laughs> doing Spider Man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is not the normal guy, Tom Brady. Uh this is uh some other dude who's not even in the credits for some reason. Why is he not in the in the credits? Oh, he's uh,
1: he's up there. I I saw him earlier, but I can't remember his name. No, doesn't matter. Um, um,
0: yeah. But I I just thought he did like a really good job of like had some really Hudson like er, er, earnest like monologues that could have been really lame otherwise, but ended up being very very funny and very yeah. good. Yeah,
1: uh, I like this this version uh, of them, and this is a fun story. I think it moves real quick.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm you know giant uh evangeline lily was very hilarious to me walking over, over some bunch yeah. of zombies yeah
1: yeah that, that was a cool scene like them just biting her and stuff and her just sacrificing herself like she's big enough that the virus will take a long time to get to her she can help everybody get you know get to where they need to go
0: and then when wanda does uh, and eventually get loose like because of everything we've seen with WandaVision, vision like it, it was genuinely scary i was like oh shit <laughs> this is not good yeah
1: yeah, uh, fighting the Hulk, which is not a matchup we've seen, yeah. and it's a weird matchup. Mm-hmm. Like the movies do a lot of mirror matches. You know, the Hulk fights the Abomination, the Hulk fights a Hulkbuster. Mm-hmm. Um, the idea of Hulk, the Hulk fighting like a magic character is super cool. Yeah. Uh, episode six: uh, What if Killmonger rescued Tony Stark? Uh, this felt like a non sequitur to me until I remembered, like, oh no, Killmonger was in Afghanistan yeah. at the time. Um, I had forgotten, so I was like, "Oh, what if? What if a doctor is a lawyer? Like, what if <laughs> up is down? Like it. Yeah. It just felt like nonsense uh, to me. But this one is cool too. I like how the, how subtle this is, and this gives us uh, more Killmonger, which everyone wanted. Yes, absolutely. after Black Panther,
0: um, yeah. and more like you know a little bit more depth to his character too. Um, even though like by the end he is full supervillain mode, uh, like the <clears throat> him playing good." To get on Tony Stark's good side for a lot of this, I think is is really interesting. Even it's like Pepper pots and um, Happy start to suspect something is going on. Um, I this this is good when we, but I didn't like out of the whole thing. Like you mentioned, it was a non sequitur, and like it's it's kind of forgettable for me. Like I just yeah, I, I just didn't I didn't I don't know. If it did, this one just didn't click with me as much as the as the other ones have.
1: Yeah, it's it, it to me. It's in the middle. It's it's fine. Um, I liked having more Killmonger, and I like um, you know, the idea here is basically like if Tony Stark didn't have his cave experience, he'd still be a shitty warmongering, yeah, you know, alcoholic, and he would be vulnerable to somebody from the inside manipulating him. Mm-hmm. Um, this has that fight with him, you know, at the end, and it has that like really great line where Killmonger is uh, says like the difference between you and me is you don't see the difference between you and me. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's weirdly racially charged. Like Tony Stark is basically trying to say, hey, we're both, you know, tech genius, you know, with absentee, absence, uh, absentee, absentee ta- uh, fathers, like we're the same. And him had to be like, we have, we're entirely not the same. Totally different. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, uh, I thought that was real cool.
0: Um, um, it was good. I mean, it wasn't, it, it wasn't yeah. the worst episode, which I think we're about to talk about right now.
1: <laughs> you know, what's interesting is like, we think that, but other people like this one.
0: I dude, uh, I, I can't. I am constantly amazed by that fact i don't know how you would get there's a couple of good jokes so we're going to go to episode seven what if thor were an only child uh so this presumes this asks the question of like you know odin didn't pick up loki Instead, loki is a um just a king on his own planet on the Blue Frost Giant. Blue, yeah, kid. Frost Giant Planet. I'll just say the blue guy planet. He's a Smurf. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> He's blue. Um and what happens is that Thor, uh, instead of being raised next to Loki, who kind of inspires him to be a better person, uh, instead he just kind of becomes a fret bro. Like not even yes. not even a bad guy, just a frat bro, just a party guy, just a just a dude bro, like a dude from Vegas. He's on he's on a plane to Vegas for his entire life. I, I just the uh, yeah yeah.
1: One of the ways this really suffered uh, to me is that it's a worse version of the party as threat than the Modok episode. That's the same idea with the party aliens mm-hmm. that Modok brings to the corporate retreat. Yes. Um, I thought that was a, a more fun take on this idea. Uh, this is the idea of like, what if you partied the planet into oblivion? Um, you know, he shows up and everybody's like, yeah, party. Like nobody's scared of uh, this god showing up on a rainbow bridge with with a bunch of monsters. You know, everyone just way into it. Yeah. Um, and it's just like there's a lot of like flat, limp, dumbass jokes in this. Yeah, dude. I, I just you know uh, they and-, uh, and weird weird stakes. Like uh, Thor and Natalie Portman are meant to be in love uh, during this, like kind of instant in love. And it made me think back to Thor one and how I did not believe that, you know, chemistry at all. Mm-hmm. Cause it was before Thor was cool. Um, you know, and I'm, I'm glad that uh, Taiki Wakiti is going to bring him back and make some, do something cool with that. But excuse me uh, in this, there's, there's almost nothing to it.
0: That's, that's, just, that's almost oof. the worst thing is that like, I, I think everybody has been waiting for Natalie Portman to return to the MCU because of like oh hey she's probably going to be like the next thor like that's going to be the character arc yeah um so to bring her back as as jane foster um and just to have her be just infatuated with with thor looking really pretty and then to not have any kind of redeeming qualities on her own just that's it that's she's just really into thor yeah. uh is pretty embarrassing. like at one point she does the is he do you think he's going to call me kind of like th- routine yes. and i just i was like wow they are somebody just really doesn't like Jane Foster somewhere, huh? Like this is, this is pretty terrible. Um, and then they, you would think that there'd be a lot of opportunity for like goofs throughout this. Um, but it, it becomes really weird when like other people show up in front of Thor or they cut to people like party at, like they cut to J- uh, Jeff Goldblum at one was as the grandmaster mm-hmm. at one point. And I can't, I can't even remember the dumb thing he says, but like it just, it, how Thor three made Thor good retroactively like mm-hmm. this made me hate jeff goldblum's <laughs> <his> character <laughs> <laughs> um and i'm, I'm, I'm kind of teetering on jeff goldblum as a person anyway i can't stand to see him in interviews anymore but i, I don't want to say that too loud on the internet because people get mad at me and also I, I just recently bashed hamilton in a public forum so i don't really want to do that again <laughs> i don't want to come you're after in trouble me, so.
1: i'll bash hamilton okay
0: good good good. Uh,
1: it's it's a rap it's a rap musical about the founding fathers yeah uh, that means you shouldn't watch it because that's a horrible idea. <laughs> uh, like I, I didn't do that. It's it's a fucking rap musical about the founding fathers. Of course I didn't watch it. Are you mm-hmm. Out of your mind. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. No thanks. Also,
0: also Gary, bad raps in the rap musical.
1: <laughs> yeah. People, uh, man. People like those raps, but the people who like those raps are people who like musicals.
0: Yes. Yes.
1: It's like you know, and I don't, I don't truck with musicals.
0: I, I don't, I, I don't, I don't even like musicals good. that much. Like I, I don't watch a lot of them. I don't consume a lot of them. But like you know i you could put on that recording of jesus christ superstar with alice cooper and i'll i'll fucking jam out but no. anyway i have do, i've done this on another podcast recently i should not be doing it on this podcast i'm sorry there's only one everybody. good
1: musical it's cats yeah um there's only one good musical song skimble shanks the railway cat <laughs> uh the um so you know just like a lot of and, and then they bring in um you know shield brings in uh carol danvers maria hill mm-hmm. because uh dick fury got knocked out um and there's a lot of fights between them and that's an interesting matchup because they're both like, you know, similar like power levels or whatever. Like they're both very strong, but it's played for kind of like, there's a lot of like played for comedy, but a lot of people will die stuff. Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. Um, like specifically, uh, Maria Hill being like, let's nuke, let's nuke Thor. Yeah. You know, uh, I, I, brought in Carol Danvers, but we're not even going to give her the countdown to see if she can fix things. Uh, let's just nuke him.
0: I found that you know, and really strange. Uh, yeah. and <clears throat> and I was just so stoked to see uh, you know, my girl Maria Hill back on back having anything to do in the MCU again. Um, and then for that to happen and I'm like, oh, okay, so y- nobody cares about anything in this. All right, good to know. Yeah.
1: It ruins the stakes. Like nothing matters, you know? And it just uh it's played for jokes and I don't like the jokes.
0: Uh so also just, like, the worst thing it could be. Shout out to how this whole thing ends up climaxing. They they get Thor to stop partying because his mom comes to visit.
1: Yeah, yeah, she's driving home, and they have to clean up the earth. And in time, it's like an eighties like
0: it, sex comedy. It is. It's like a it's with like a the, sex yeah, romp, and yeah. it's without the sex and without the <laughs> romp
1: yeah there's no romp and no it's yeah. like, It's one time I, I i the only time i ever had explicitly tried to have a, a friends with benefits relationship at one point i was like i don't want to be friends with this person the benefits aren't that great like i gotta stop <laughs> yeah
0: this is not <laughs> you know, this is not getting any requirements of how would it yeah. have this relationship be um yeah also uh darcy uh, who is one of my favorite like supporting people in the mcu right now especially after wandavision marries uh Howard the Duck. Howard the Duck, who has a weird presence and yeah. all of this, all of these that we don't, we haven't really talked about in detail. But like, sure.
1: Yeah, I, I don't, I don't really like that. That doesn't make any sense to me.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: uh You know, and she gets a lot of the like. She's really fun in Wandavision. Mm-hmm. You know, here, like, she's given. She's trying. Like, she's not phoning it in. Like the other voice performances. Like, I cannot believe that's actually Natalie Portman. But she doesn't get very much to work with. Like her, none of her lines are funny. Exactly. Yeah. So it's a real bummer uh it does end with an explicit like we're gonna have a crossover though because uh, at the end a bunch of ultron jo- drones mm-hmm. uh pop in along with ultron who has the infinity stones kind of foreshadowing the ending
0: and that we're gonna get that's pretty dope uh that's like yeah. i think the division the ultron stuff is is really fun um but that's gonna take us into the next episode what if ultron won um yeah i thought when I finished this episode, I thought that they had ended this season on a cliffhanger. <laughs> I did not know that there was an episode oh, yeah. nine for some reason, and I was real mad about it. So that colored my opinion yeah. for a solid four hours until somebody online corrected me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that would be infuriating.
0: Yeah.
1: <clears throat> um, this is, this is cool. Like most of this is a story, you know, so uh, Ultron, you know, as we, as we won, as we know won, um, and uh, caused a, a global nuclear Holocaust killing almost everybody. Um, You know, Thanos shows up and, and tries to do his thing, and Aldron just cuts him in half.
0: Really fucking incredible. Uh,
1: you know, and immediately. Um, and uh, we have, it's Natasha and Clint um, as kind of like a two-person rebellion, like on the run. A really cool action when they're... Uh, you know, kind of when they introduce them mm-hmm. uh, here uh, with them, like coordinating with their fight, like it it's, you know, everybody hates Jeremy runner, you know, rightfully uh, they like actual fight chemistry that they have in, in these, uh, these things I think works for me pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. I like them as a battle duo.
0: Absolutely. Uh, and I think like, this is the episode we ha- we got a lot of black widow um, previously, but this is the episode where like Lake bell just became black widow for me overnight. Yeah. Um, and then also like we get a bunch of Ultron um, that I just looked up and he's voiced by the guy that voiced the Red Skull in Infinity War. <laughs>
1: oh, which is the weird, weird,
0: yeah, just odd. Um, but yeah, this this is this is just a really like it. It starts to build and starts to have stakes. And for the first time, like the Watcher is like, no, you gotta like just look at the box. Like you got, you're almost there. Look at the box. Uh, and he's like actively yeah. trying to. He's he's threading that line of. You know, can can I interfere or not? Um, and then when Ultron eventually like realizes, I think it's during uh, the Watcher's narration. He realizes it happens
1: during a narration. He like looks over his shoulder. Yeah. It's really cool.
0: Yeah, that's fucking that's that's incredibly cool.
1: Yeah, it's dope. He, he becomes aware of the the framing device basically. Mm-hmm. Um, before this too, just before we get to that, I want to uh, say how I happy I am they brought back uh, Arnim Zola. Yeah, from uh, from Captain America two. And stuff. Uh, and they, we finally get him in a body where he has the screen on the belly. Yes. Which is classic Arnim Zola stupid design. I love it. Uh, very happy about yeah, that. Super great. That's in the, ne- the next episode. But um, the, uh, yeah, him becoming aware of the Watcher and being, because you know, his whole prime directive, you know, Tony Stark saying put a shield around the earth. Um, and he realizes like the best way to save the earth is to kill people because people are killing it. He goes all these, all these other planets and he runs out of things to do and he's kind of like losing his mind. And him finding the Watcher and being like, actually, there's way more planets. There's like infinite universes. Um, I don't have any malice, but I have a purpose, Mm -hmm. you know, for a lot longer. I don't have to just sit there and be like, well, now what? You know, I'm gonna hang out in some ice. Um, <laughs> yeah. Very cool.
0: I'm gonna build a fortress of solitude out here. And then, um, oh. and then when he breaks through the the multiverse stuff, like when we see him break into, yeah. uh, it, it starts seeing like the power that he wields. It's it's both like kind of scary and and also looks very cool. Like it's that's when, it's one of those times where the the animation really works for it when it's wild colors going through. Um, is it this episode or the next one where they like? crash through the different multiverses as they it's this one is this one yeah that was extremely yeah. cool uh a bunch of people say that yeah. they visited a star wars world at one point which got people yeah. as, as you might imagine super excited but i i think it's just like a it's just a planet <laughs> like i think yeah, i think everybody I, has a, it has the same kind of planets in most of their media <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> I, I think i yeah i, I did not recognize it the, the only one that i know that they went through was the one where steven rogers is being sworn in as president yeah. mm-hmm. um you know which is a cool idea uh, I, th- I wish they'd done a little bit more with him going through those, yeah. like just implied a lot more premises. Um, but it's still really cool. And uh, the Watcher's Battle Armor, I think, is very funny.
0: Yes, absolutely.
1: Um, and this ends on a cliffhanger, like as you mentioned. Uh, the Watcher going to uh, Stephen Strange, like to his little collapsed universe, which we haven't seen like in, you know, more than a month. Mm-hmm. Or like a month. Um, and says like, hey, help me. You know? And that gives us our big uh, team-up final episode, episode nine, What If the Watcher Broke His Oath? where he pulls a group of these different people we've seen um, and makes his own little Avengers, the protectors of the multiverse.
0: The, the, uh, the here. outlier here is when he pulls Gamora in from a universe where we see uh, Gamora and Iron Man uh, working together to basically destroy the Infinity Stones. They have an Infinity Stone Crusher. And Crusher, uh, which is an
1: incredibly uh, specific device that also has like little wheels and little face and stuff. I, I, just the amount of uh, when they use that, I that this thing died. has. Yeah. <laughs> They design it's, it's more charming than a Roomba. Like they made a little Johnny five just for killing infinity stones. It's so funny. <laughs> it's so hilarious. Uh, um,
0: but that's the um, one, like we don't know anything about that universe because that's the episode that did get cut. So uh, that's, that, I think this episode starts yeah. weird because of that. Uh, but I the, mean, at this,
1: the premise of that one was, was meant to be instead of Hulk landing on Sakaar, it was Iron Man. Oh, okay. So he lands on that planet and becomes a gladiator. That's why his big Hulkbuster armor has all the same kind of paint on it. Mm. Uh, And Gomorrah in that world killed Thanos as well as a result somehow.
0: Okay, sure.
1: Um, We learned a little bit about some other episodes they were going to do, uh, just by the way. Um, There was a Guardians of the Galaxy one that they had to tank because it was the plot of Guardians of the Galaxy 3. (laughs) Um, And then James Gunn had to be like, nah, can't do that. And then (laughs) uh, the Thor episode. I know yeah the thor episode was originally going to be uh what if jane foster became
0: thor which of course is uh and then
1: yeah. is love and thunder mm-hmm. so they're like that's why they came up with uh what if thor were an only child
0: what if thor was a pharaoh ther- so. um yeah so yeah we we form the the multiverse avengers uh with and they they, they come up with a plan they have them uh dr strange creates uh this like thing this brew pub in the middle of a multiverse which peggy recognizes and um really very quickly realized like this is just a a construction it's not a real place um it's mostly funny it's it's like the whole time and I, i like the way that this ends a lot but the whole time you're just asking yourself why the fuck would you bring killmonger here like yeah, he, he is he is obviously the person that does not fit in this group one way or the other, and uh, the way that works out at the end is very very cool. But the entire time I'm like I'm thinking about it in my head of like why is this dude here? Like what what is he going to? Why'd do? you bring the bad guy? Yeah,
1: he's and he doesn't do anything during the fight or anything. No, he stays until the end of steel. Uh, yeah, so we, so we got uh, uh, Doctor Strange, uh, evil Doctor Strange, uh, Captain Carter, Star Lord, T'Challa, Party Thor, uh, Black Panther, Killmonger. Uh, Gamora and yeah, that is our our group.
0: And also T'Challa to, uh, as Star Lord. And yeah, I don't know if T'Challa. you, I, I might have missed yeah. it, which is interesting because like, I might have. Uh, they, yeah, I might have missed him it. and Killmonger. Like, have what they call each other cousin a couple of times, right? Like, and like at one point, Killmonger's yeah. like, "I'm not your cousin. <laughs> like you're from a different universe."
1: Yeah. T- t- <laughs> the. Uh, yeah. Um. So this is mostly them, uh, planning, uh, this fight. You know, they have, um, this big action scene. Uh, and I really like the way it's framed the minestone stone on the ground and we get to see the fight happen in the background, like this little bit of, uh, you know, the thing they're wrestling over, yeah. uh, and ends with a cool thing. Uh, in the last episode, Natasha Romanoff found uh red guardians shield in old, uh, KGB files and ends up with her teaming up with, uh, uh, Captain Carter mm-hmm. to do some cool shield shit in order to put the arrow inside, uh you know, the arrow with, uh, Armin Zola into Ultron and fuck him up.
0: Uh, I, I do, I do want to call out one of my favorite moments is very, very early on, uh, when the watcher is recruiting Captain Carter and it's the beginning of the winter soldier, like where they, they, mm-hmm. they drop on the, on the ship and like all of that stuff. Like, it's just like, I don't know why I'm like, Oh, they're doing the winter soldier. That's great. <laughs> That's yeah. so cool. And she just drops him back into, drops Captain Carter back into the, to the action afterwards. It's very funny to me. Um, this fight scene that the big climactic fight scene between everybody here is really inventive and it goes on what seems like forever and like the best way It's the whole episode yeah, basically it's and it's like, just really great like I had fun throughout all of the random shit that they threw at Ultron like the moment that they drop the pile of zombies on him and fucking zombie Wanda yeah. Maximoff comes out comes out I was like holy fuck what's about to happen like they just they go cool. all out and, and fighting this dude and like The thing that we like about the X-Men is when they combine their powers to to do different strategies and to come up with different ways to fight. And there was a lot of that on display here. Like, some people had actually sat down and, like, thought about how all this works.
1: How they would fight together. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: You know, yeah, it's, it's it's real fun. You know, and you get to see Dark Doctor Strange do a bunch of cool shit um like the fight at its worst is just all the heroes sh- like shuddering under shields yeah
0: uh, you know there's a little bit I of like that. the effect that there are all these yeah.
1: you know runes and they peel off as energy hits them i think it looks really cool um but it, there's a little bit of that but when it's not that it's super super good yeah um and you know so we mentioned you know they take out uh, Ultron with arnim zola and killmonger picks up he's like hey the watcher owes us like he he didn't help us like he watched all of our worlds get fucked uh, that's not true for you, man. Like you're the one who fucked your world. Yeah.
0: You know, <laughs> he had like, nothing to do with it. <laughs> nobody around.
1: Yeah. He, the watcher didn't do that. Um, you know, in this, I, this idea that he's going to do that, uh, and, and kind of take over. Um, and then, uh, the, the Ultron who is now in the body of, you know, he takes the stones back, but this is Arnim Zola, not a good guy in the Ultron robot, like the Nazi scientist. Yeah. And they start fighting, and uh, Doctor Stephen Strange is able to put them into his little pocket universe. Yes, um, that he was in, and it was the you know was the plan all along
0: Yeah, to basically trap them there in this eternal fight. Um, and at, at, I think at the end, the Watcher tells like Stephen Strange of like you 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 were kind of the Watcher of this universe now, right? Like they they this is your baby, like this is your penance essentially for destroying your entire universe trying to bring back your girlfriend who. Wasn't that into you in the first place? She didn't like you that much. Yes,
1: yeah, obviously not. she didn't. She wasn't into enough to live. Yeah,
0: <laughs> she kept dying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but I think this is probably the the, the, the series at its best. Like this, this huge, crazy crossover, all all hands on deck, weird shit happening, popping off. I, this 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 is this is where it's at its best for me personally. Yeah.
1: Um, and I like I, I like how this uh, ends as well. Um, everybody goes back to their own universe and they're happy to do it. Except Black Widow, who's like, I don't, I don't want to do this. You know, like the, my world was destroyed by Ultron. Like, what am I going back to? I'm like the last person on earth. Yeah. <laughs> you know, this is ridiculous. I love her. She's like, I'm not going through that door. And he's like, well, the door is more of a metaphor. <laughs> like you don't actually have to go through the door. Uh, and he does a, he does a kindness. He breaks his oath here um, and sends her to the world where the, uh, the uh, Avengers got assassinated, mm-hmm. you know, so she can help the remaining Avengers. Um, you know, Captain America who got unfrozen in ice uh and captain marvel fight loki yeah uh and stuff and that's real sweet to me like it's kind of like you know this is a world that lost their black widow uh and i'm not uh you know the level of emotional investment i have in these movies is less than a lot of people online you know but it felt like a kind of sweet send-off for the character since she's gone in the movies you know like here this character is living on with her own team of avengers in this alternate universe
0: i, um, I you know i'm pretty sure i said this to you via text uh after you watch this but like i coming this coming directly after the black widow movie i just i, I hope that we're done apologizing to scarlett johansson for uh, the way we made <laughs> I, like i just feel like like marvel is tripping all over themselves and like oh we didn't realize people actually like this person we just we just thought she was hot like we didn't know people actually liked yeah. black widow and it's, and it's ever since uh Endgame game uh, where she's killed off is you know i i think they've just been like oh sorry like i don't think they expected to have the backlash of that that they did um and I'm and I'm fine. Like I, I like Black Widow, and I like Lake Widow, Lake Bell in this role. Uh, I, I just you know, I, I just hope we're done dealing with the mythos of Black Widow for a while. Um, yeah, I want them to chill. Yeah, exactly. Like this, this is a this is the goodbye. This is what I need. Uh, so like this, th- yeah. this is this is enough. And then, um, for the first time, we have a post credit scene, uh, where. Captain Carter mm-hmm. and her Black Widow have discovered something in the Shield uh, archives, and it's her old boyfriend. It's her. It's her little guy, Steve mm-hmm. Rogers, uh, in the in the Iron Man suit. And um, yeah. yeah, that's yeah.
1: The idea being, like, when they get to season two, maybe they'll continue that universe. Mm-hmm. I kind of hope they don't. We do. I kind of hope we we just get nine new things. Maybe bring them back in the last episode.
0: Yeah, the you know, I, but don't the you know. worst thing for me, and I, I talked about this just a little bit ago. Like when they referenced a thing happening, and it just existed perfectly in my mind, uh, and it just it was a good premise. Like, and I can get a lot of enjoyment out of the premise. The worst thing season two could do is start from here, right? Like, I don't, I don't want them to start with Captain Carter. Like, I want them to start with some weird shit and build up to a, a different team or a different group or a different fight or whatever. Um, so yeah, I for me like this like season one's done. <laughs> like I don't want, I don't want to see Captain yeah. Carter anymore unless they're going to do a live action no. Captain Carter, in which case sign me the fuck up. I, I watched all of agent Carter. I'm here for Captain Carter. <laughs> if they want to, put, <laughs> they want to make it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I, uh, I, I agree. I want new premises. You know, the, the joy in this show is that, you know, wait a second, it will change. Right. Like I watched the last three episodes all in one sitting. So I watched that horrible comedy Thor episode and then immediately it was over yeah it just felt like uh you know taking a shower um I want another season like that where it's like if something doesn't work just wait a second it'll change Mm -hmm. you know just uh uh breezy and moving across not really going for deep pathos or really complicated plots just giving you a little taste of them and I think this did a good job of that specifically
0: yeah absolutely so I uh
1: good not great
0: good not great uh i really expect high things out of uh or good things out of season two especially since they've already kind of been working on that for a while so i kind of feel like you know they've got they've got some stuff planned out uh which honestly that might mean that they are continuing like this story more than i would necessarily want them to but um but i'm you know hey i'm i'm here for this like it's it's wild to me that all of this disney plus stuff has been hitting as as good as it is and especially with the covid and the way that they're putting out content like we're only a couple of weeks from fucking uh hawkeye the t- hawkeye. series yeah i mean
1: yeah Hawkeye okay. and Shang Shang chi is gonna show up yes on there which is good because i did, i want to watch that but i did not want to uh you know didn't want to go to the theater and die
0: yeah yeah in exchange for it we gotta did, did so. you hear we, we gotta do strain in louisiana what what? Oh no, yeah. he has got the
1: crawdad strain or I something. I don't like know that. what they're
0: calling it yet, but someone in Shreveport found a whole new one. So can't wait to go get God damn booster it. shots or something because these fucking idiots won't go just get a vaccine. Jesus Christ.
1: Yeah. That sucks. I I uh found out recently I'm eligible for a booster. Yeah. Uh after at the six point point, so I can get one through my insurance, which is Because, you know, just just stick me full all the juice. Yes, I will I'll, don't die. I
0: will die. take it. Uh I was supposed to go to the doctor today for a checkup. And I was, that was going to be one of my questions. It's like, can I, can I just, can you just give me the boost? Just give me the boost. Uh, yeah. But I had to, re- I had to reschedule I like a to boost. Uh, and yeah. they couldn't, they couldn't reschedule me until fucking like two weeks from now. It's crazy. Damn. I don't know. Doctors, yeah. man. Worship. shit. Uh, Doctors suck.
1: That's the, 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 uh, <laughs> I put that as the, the takeaway from what this.
0: Doctors sucked. <laughs> yep.
1: Just give me the fucking juice. Um, if you like the juice. Yeah. Head on over to patreon.com slash duckfeed TV
0: Duckfeed juice. Put it in your mouth. Yeah. Sw- Get the juice. Swallow the juice. Down. Is leash. Suck, swallow, repeat. Douche the juice.
1: And um, the council us- make you
0: his bitch. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Just that same picture he uses for all his icons of him, like smiling.
0: Yeah, but it's got the D- katana sword and, or, and the, the yeah. D- katana <laughs> font <5. laughs> in the background. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, yeah, I get, go to that Patreon, hook us up. Yes. and then in addition to that, uh, go lead a, leave us ratings, reviews, mm-hmm. and tell your friends. The most important thing.
0: And uh, watch out for December seventeenth. Uh, we're going to be doing that weekend. Duck stream. Yeah. Uh, a whole lot of streaming and raising money for charity. Um, is it going to be uh, the same charity again? Or that to be, to oh, yeah. be okay, cool. Um, oh yeah.
1: We're, we're still doing uh transactive.
0: Cool. Uh, so all that so. will be very cool and uh, do all of that. And yeah, we'll be back with finishing out the Avengers versus X-Men soon. Hopefully
1: uh, no, not soon, but we will, we'll be back uh, doing more. <laughs> <laughs> it will take a long time to finish
0: it. Uh. Bye everybody.
1: Bye!